Creativity is contagious. Pass it on in any way possible. Albert Einstein. Hi, creatives. So happy to have you tune into our second season of Bring of Creativity. I'm your host, Daniela Bonte, a Toronto-based graphic designer and serial entrepreneur looking to spread awareness on pursuing your creative passions or endeavors, whether it be in business, a side hustle, or hobby, you name it. On today's episode of Bring Up Creativity, we are joined with Emily Henniger. Since Emily was 11, she's independently operated Cookie in the Kitchen, where she handcrafts designer-decorated cookies to celebrate and illustrate the significant moments, relationships, and stories of unique lives. She believes cookies are the canvas she uses to combine her passions for graphic design, music, art, and more. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing great. So happy to have you on. I feel like there's no one better to be discussing cookies and just (laughs) decorating cookies and graphic design and entrepreneurship. Like I know we have so many topics to tackle in such a short, compact episode, in my opinion. So I'm super happy to have you on. Absolutely. Me too. Just grinning over here. You can't see me, but I'm super excited to chat with you. I'm super excited about it. And I thought for the first question, who else is better to even ask this at this rate? Because you're kind of like in the food industry at the uh-huh. same time. And wanted to ask you, what's your go-to coffee or tea order? Or what are you making at home right now? Ooh, super good question. At home is different than uh, at a coffee shop. I am an AeroPress girly, if you're into that. Ooh. If you're not, you need to learn about it. It's great. And I usually will just make like an Americano with that. And then if I'm out at a coffee shop, usually... We'll do like an oat milk cappuccino. Is the that's the vibe? I love it, and I I have two different orders mm-hmm. as well. I don't just order like you know my go to at home is an espresso shot, just like yeah. quick and easy. Let's get the day started. But when oh, yeah. I'm going out, I'm I'm getting something a little bit more of a treat than an espresso yes, yes. shot when I'm going out. So totally. I feel that. Yes, that's great. I wanted to start off just by asking you the foundation of your cookie business. Mm-hmm. I know you started so young, you were 11, which is absolutely insane. But like, what was it inside of you that made you start like the cookie aspect? Like what made you decide to pick cookies at 11 years old? Super good question. Um, I would say, okay, cookies, you really just can't go wrong. Like they are a crowd pleaser. I think they're very like attainable desserts. I don't know, in terms of like actually creating it and as well as eating it that you know with like I feel like you get dicey opinions with cake or ice cream like some people are like I love it I hate it whatever but like no one's ever like "Mm, I don't like cookies like cookies on the whole absolutely not and yeah and they're just usually they're very easy to bake so my family and I just all have big sweet tooths and so we would make cookies a lot for movie nights and hanging out and so it was already something on my mind that I liked and just happened to be like what I picked is the name <laughs> and thankfully it stuck around. It would be really unfortunate if it was just a phase and then went into <laughs> like a, a cupcake spree or something a year later. So yeah, that's, that's why I picked cookies. And were you like, was your family decorating cookies? Like were you, did you all start <laughs> off decorating them or was, was it just like chocolate chip or like yeah. an Oreo? <laughs> yeah, it was mainly, yeah. In the beginning it was mainly like chocolate chip, peanut butter, lemon and I think double double chocolate those were all my like my first four flavors that I had and I did like a very crappy sugar cookie <laughs> when I first started um it didn't come really until a little bit later but I started doing decorating and that was really where like my business funneled through and the the main passion there yeah so it was mainly just like 
draw cookies, super simple stuff. I commend anyone who decorates on such a small scale. <laughs> yeah. Cookies aren't big. Like even oh, like no. when I go to my nail tech and I see her doing mm-hmm. illustrations on nails, I think, yeah. like, oh my God, first of all, my eyes would go blind. Um, <laughs> if I was doing this draw on that small scale and like, do you mm-hmm. prefer working on a smaller scale or sometimes do you wish it was like a cake where it was a little bit yeah. bigger and you had more room? Like, do you, do you love the scale of it? Yes. Oh, I totally do. Do not ask me to do like a 3D cake. That sounds so intense. Um, <laughs> I think as a very detail oriented person in my art, it I appreciate that like it looks really nice with all the details that you're able to do on a small scale, but you also can forego some of the other details that like would have to be more focused on if it was a larger scale piece. Um, so I really mm-hmm. like it and it, it just adds more of a novelty to it. Because, I mean, even on Instagram, like, you can look and conceptualize, like, okay, I could probably imagine what these cookies look like or what size they are. But I get a lot of people when they see them in person, they're like, wait, what? Like, that's, it's a three by three inch square. So it's really not very big, would, like, fit on top of your phone kind of size. So it is, yeah, I, I like the, the kind of playfulness and the, the challenge of it being a smaller surface. And I've seen that some of yours actually aren't always like the traditional shape. Like mm-hmm. they, they change and they vary. Are yeah. those like, is it, you know, I've actually never ordered a custom cookie order mm-hmm. and I would, you know, I know I want to for like future events yeah. and I just think it would take an event to a next level. But when the, totally. when inquiries come through, like, do they request a specific shape or do you think, Hey, this is for, you know, a baby shower. Maybe I will shape it to like a soother mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, do you decide um, the shape or the root or do some people like request it? Yeah, super good question. It really, I would say at this point in my business, all of that is done on my end. Super cool. When I first started doing cookies and when it was still like, I mean, sure, cookies have been around for a while, but I would say in the past, like maybe five years or so, they've just like really taken off to where it's become, especially with the the presence of Instagram and businesses getting on Instagram, um, that it's really become this art form. But before it was a lot of like, they just kind of existed through bakeries or some home bakers. And a lot of like the inspiration that I would get from people is like, here's this cookie set that I saw on Pinterest, like, can you recreate it? And now I'd say more of my inquiries are like, here's this, you know, cookie set from Instagram as inspiration or like, here's this invitation as inspiration and kind of run with that. So with this, the shapes I would say is like definitely um, kind of integrated into the designing process overall with the set. And um, that, yeah, that all kind of happens on my end, unless it's something that is kind of dependent on what I would quote someone and the level of detail. So it is a lot easier to have like, a square cookie with the design on top versus like having the design cut out and maybe making or ordering a custom cutter or hand cutting a cookie adds a lot more time and more detail to something. So that kind of, they kind of interplayed together, but I would say, yeah, it's definitely more on my own decision and just like creating unique shapes and things that I see on my Instagram where I'm like, Ooh, I want to try that and copy this kind of idea. Their whole like cookie cutter shops for cookie years on Etsy that yeah it's a really interesting field I kind of like how you have your own way of having creative control then like that's kind Mm -hmm. of neat that you are able to kind of take control in terms of okay so I am feeling different shapes for this order Mm -hmm. or maybe this order is better suited for all of the same shape depending on what it is so it is nice that you still have some creative control for myself 
when I get like inquiries or client projects mm-hmm. in the graphic design world, we don't have much creative control except for yeah. being able to advise what's going to help suit someone. Like at least in the branding right. industry, like we can advise like who's going to be, well, what colors are going to be best, what fonts are going to be best to target their ideal audience. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's, it's their business and we design for their business. It's not about yeah. us at the end of the day. It's about who they're targeting and who they're about. So it's kind of neat that you kind of have the best of both worlds through right. doing this business. On that note, though, I know you're studying it in school mm-hmm. and that's super interesting to me because I feel like you're a person of all trades, which is kind of <laughs> neat, but each kind of thing ties into each other. Yeah. So you're in university and, and I'm pretty sure you're almost done, which Correct. congratulations because <laughs> you, you probably got a, like a couple more months left, but you're tackling this business too. How have you been managing both throughout all like four years you've been getting your degree? Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing is that I have never known a life without school and cookies past, you know, (laughs) my like elementary school years. So thankfully, um, yeah, I've had the experience even before college of managing school and cookies at the same time. So it definitely is, it's a a lot to juggle. I think there's a lot of trade-offs. Part of my lifestyle now that I just understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur and a student um, so honestly, it's probably going to be more challenging for me when I don't have school in the way. Once I graduate, I'm like, wait, how do I get used to that? Than it is at this point. It is, yeah, just a lot of, of time management and a lot of failing at time management um, and losing sleep and having to kind of make that up. It's just a, a, a learning process and figuring that out. And I also, I've been, I mean, even since I started, I would say, but in particular in college as my housing situation has changed, my order availability has like jumped all around the place. So it's very like, currently I'm not taking any orders. I haven't been taking any orders this year, except for a few that all kind of let slip through the cracks. Um, (laughs) And, you know, my junior year of high school, my parents put me on a cookie ban and they're like, school's too much for you right now. Like, we're just going to say no to this. Like you have to say no to all of the orders. But like once you can kind of get a, a handle on things, then you can add it back in. And it never happened. So it was just a crazy year. So <laughs> yeah, it's always just been been a lot. And I think I've had to make trade-offs in what I say yes to in school and, you know, whether socially or with my education or with my business. And so right now I'm just in a, a season, especially with, yeah, I have two more months left uh, before I graduate. So like I have my entire life to make cookies. I have two more months to be a student. Enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I want to enjoy it and be present here rather than feeling like I'm juggling way too many things at once. So many things, so many great things that you, to be honest, said. And I think the first one that I want to just highlight is the fact that you have been able to acknowledge that sometimes you do need to prioritize different things. And Mm -hmm. you've learned how to say no, I feel like at a younger age than most do. Yeah, um, because true. even when you're going to be running like a business, um, like full time after you're done school, a lot of times, like even myself, I'm not kidding you, Emily, I probably learned how to say no last year yeah. um, in 2021, because like, you know, I'm getting inquiries and automatically sometimes I just want to say, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I want to work with all of these people and I want to hit this number for the month. And if I work with this right. person, I'll definitely hit this financial goal of mine. And then you fast forward like a few weeks later and you're like, where is my mental health? I think I opened the door for it to leave. So (laughs) you've learned to say no super early on, which is such a great thing to have control over and be able to evaluate the situation. And 
if you do take something on, like it would do more damage to your creative abilities and your mental health versus saying yes. And then just probably like giving an order that you're like, you're happy with, but you probably would have enjoyed doing it more had you not had to been studying for finals or (laughs) (laughs) midterms or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a lot of my thought process is, yeah, what are those trade-offs? And I think right now, because I have such like a, I don't know, like a Petri dish of this um, experience with school being so prevalent that it it is like a very immediate thing that one, I have a very easy excuse to people to say no. And a lot of people understand it, but like, I don't have to be like, oh, well, I can't take this because I have this other thing and whatever. I'm just like, high school, I'm not doing orders. But it is for the things that I do want to say yes to, it does help me make better business decisions because there are some orders that I'm like, well, like I could make the time for that, but yeah, would that affect my mental health? And at the end of the day, like, is this an order that I want to prioritize? Is this a client that like yeah. I would want to take this order so that I would get 10 more for them from them or 10 more from, you know, other similar clients. And because I have such a small segment and pool that I'm working with, it does make those decisions more, you know, there's more factors that come into play, but there's also more of an ability to take my time in seeing like what is really effective for me. What is something that I want to prioritize? And at the end of the day, like what is my business? Where do I want the direction of that to go in? Because even within any, I mean, within any creative field, there are always, it's going to seem like you have this one small niche segment of people, but like there are still like even just in cookies. I mean, I could only do wedding orders. I could only do kid parties. I could only do birthdays. I could only do cookies for musicians. And even then I'm like, I could only do music cookies for country musicians or like, there's so many different ways to segment it. And so spending the time of being like, okay, who are the people that I care about? Who are the clients and the designs that like, that I am excited and passionate about and that I understand and excite me, um, I think is all yeah, really important work to be done. So I'm, I'm definitely grateful and having this opportunity to kind of make those decisions slowly before I just get kind of overrun <laughs> with um, doing it full time. Yeah. And I, and I feel like you won't have a hard time going full time when you're, when you're done school, like obviously it'll be a big leap and a, and a huge change, but I don't think you're going to have a problem um, mm-hmm. as soon as you're done. But it's cool that regardless of you knowing that that's what you want to do when you're graduated, that you still went to school for, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurship and graphic design. Like, I still think it's great that you did that because sometimes people who pursue a business often felt like, you know what, I just want to do this. And I know I want to do this, but it seems like you might enjoy school because I know for mm-hmm. myself, I had a degree first. I went and got a bachelor of arts in art history. And then I went back to school for another three years. And that's where I did graphic design when, you know, I probably could have self-taught myself or taken some classes online and freelanced while I did that. Instead, I went back to school, did another three years and freelanced while I was in a full-time program. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's so many different routes that we can take. And I like that you, you're getting your degree while pretty much knowing what you want to do. But leads me to ask, because you're studying both entrepreneurship and graphic design, Mm -hmm. did you ever pivot or change the branding in cooking in the kitchen. I think I've changed mm-hmm. my branding so much over the last <laughs> few years that I've been running my my studio. And you know, finally within the last two, I've pretty much stayed with it because it's just what it's me. It's stable. It feels good to me. Right. How did you come up with the branding for cooking in the kitchen? Has it changed? Has it evolved? Has your style evolved? Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to hear more about it because I just am yeah. such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. 
Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it has definitely changed. Um, I have had five different logos um, <laughs> and probably countless different website iterations. The first that I started out with, my sister is like a phenomenal painter and drawer. So she drew me this little like colored pencil logo of some cookies on a plate. And I had that for a while with like a WordPress blog um, instead of like a formal kind of website portfolio because it was 2011. So blogs were like the thing. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I think a couple of years later, I was like, okay, I think I want something a little bit more refined. And um, I, well, refined being, uh, ended up being a, like a cartoon cookie wearing an apron. <laughs> um, I love that so I was like cookie, wanted it to be like literally cookie in the kitchen. So very, yeah, a little pun literal. there. Uh, yeah, very literal, <laughs> literal. And then I think in high school, I was like, okay, this is feeling outdated now. I'm like, started to learn graphic design my sophomore year of high school and was like, okay, I think I want to make this a little more polished, a little bit more mature. And so I also, at that point, kind of what I talked about with earlier with, I would start out, I started out making a lot of drop cookies and just other baked goods. And then, then sugar cookies really became like the thing that I was doing. And so I was like, it doesn't really reflect my business to have like a chocolate chip cookie on the cover of this. And then the weird thing is with sugar cookies is that when you're trying to like reflect them graphically, like it doesn't really work because on sugar cookies, you're like representing other graphics. <laughs> so it's like, I can't really make a sugar cookie or like a, a vector of a cookie of a baby bottle, you know, <laughs> it's like, so it's, it doesn't really work. So I just had like a random circle cookie with a piping bag and then took the piping bag up, just had the text and cause it just wasn't working very well and fitting in very well into other things. And then in 2020, I was like, okay, this feels outdated now. And I definitely want to do like a larger kind of whole like rebrand of my website and incorporate a lot more things. I ordered merch for the first time and had stickers and things. And so at that point, yeah, I did just a lot of, of branding research and kind of came up with my brand now. And I knew I wanted it to be like professional, but also personable and because I have such like a long name and a text heavy name, I wanted to like, not just, I, I feel like a lot of bakery logos, if if you've ever designed any, but it's just like someone's name, it'd be like Emily's cookies. And then you just like throw a whisk on there <laughs> and then it call it a day. And it's like a watercolor background or something. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah. Uh, um, and it, it just, there's not good, which I understand, like when people are doing it by themselves, I get it. Like, this is what you're working with. But I was like, I don't want to just like throw a whisk on there and make it happen. Yeah. I really wanted to like show that it was graphic and represent like the designing that I do on my cookies as well. And so I also wanted to have like a hand in it as well to show like it's handcrafted and again, more of like a personal human aspect to that. And um, so I came up with a little hand, like holding a piping bag and that's where I, I ended up. So it took a lot of iterations. Um, I ha still have screenshots of like my old, like, like teal and pink, um, <laughs> like header on my WordPress blog. Um, so it took a, a lot of routes, but I'm really happy with where it is now. You know, you're going to laugh. So the first ever website I did for my studio was on Wix, which is like <laughs> yeah. absolutely disgusting of me to do. But you know, I did it on Wix and I, I forgot the login and oh, it's no. just sitting out in the internet for anyone <laughs> to see and experience like my inexperienced self <laughs> <That's good. laughs> like 
rewind like years ago and it's so embarrassing and it's so funny but it's like it's true like you just you evolve you gain more experience you gain more clarity as to Mm -hmm. what you need to do to brand yourself and obviously not everyone can brand themselves we're just the fortunate ones that are able to do that and I had to ask the meaning and how did you come up with your branding just because when I went on your website for the first time and I checked out a few things. I'm like, wow, this is so nicely branded. And then like, I look Thank into you. your, and, and then you're like, I'm studying graphic design. I'm like, okay, you know what? That makes so much sense now because <laughs> you, are, you understand like the psychology behind it too. Yeah, totally. Hey creatives, don't mind me interrupting our episode to share our latest affiliate information to help you save on one of the most versatile and creative programs of the century. Adobe Creative Cloud is offering 60% off all plans for students and teachers. Not only that, but you will also experience a free 30-day Adobe stock trial. Click our code and link below to receive this promotion and save this year. Adobe Creative Cloud unleashes creativity for everyone so that anyone can make whatever they want, whenever they want. And such a random specific question mm-hmm. in relation to branding, but the colors that you picked, even yes. just they feel so fun and vibrant and they make you Thank want you. to buy cookies and they make you kind of hungry, like psychologically speaking, like uh, orange awesome. is great. Orange and like that bubbly pink kind of like that mixture that mm-hmm. you have, like it just translates so well, I think, because it just actually promotes hunger and like warmer colors do promote hunger. Yeah. So I just thought like, wow, what a beautifully branded business. Like I like, thank like, you. That's so yeah, it made my it made my little OCD just feel so happy <laughs> <laughs> to see. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well it yeah, that's I didn't do any color psychology. Usually a lot of, of baking brands are start with pink, but I didn't want it to feel like bubblegum pink y. Yeah. And because again, it just, that to me I'm just immediately gonna think of the watercolor backgrounds. And I'm like, absolutely not. Exactly. Um so it's funny, I have like a, a dresser in my room that I like DIY'd from IKEA and I didn't realize it until after I'd done it, but it like was the exact same colors as my branding. <laughs> like to a T and I was like well I guess that maybe that just stemmed from my like personal preference for colors um so ended up working out well it definitely did and I still am laughing at the fact that we're talking about watercolor logos just (laughs) this morning I kid you not just this morning I had someone ask me for a watercolor logo and I thought I'm sorry I just can't justify designing for something (laughs) that was suited for 2007 yeah, um, literally. it's just not, I can't do it. I, I, and at the same time, like I could do it, but I don't even like the way Adobe Illustrator, Adobe, Adobe Photoshop look when you do right. it. Like, I feel like it's just a Canva thing. Like if you want to go do something in watercolor or, or like a procreate thing, like, right. Right. So I was like, you know what? I think there might be somebody better off for this or yeah. you should head off to Etsy, but it's just yes. like those watercolor <laughs> logos are just like a no for me. And it's just like mm-hmm. a personal, a personal opinion. But when I saw yours, that's why I'm like, oh my God, I love this like vector flat look. Like it's super cute, um, easy to read, like no legibility issues. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I was thinking to myself because when I learned more about you and when I was like reading into everything like that you do, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like there was like a similar wavelength of life that we kind of went through a little bit. And I'll explain mm-hmm. this further. The fact that you discovered what you loved really early on resonated with me. I know not yeah. everybody experiences this. Um, obviously, sometimes people discover what they love at like 35 years old, which is right. awesome too. Sometimes they discover at 50 years old, 60 years old. It doesn't matter. 
Um, but something that I had in common with you is that like, there were a lot of creative things that I enjoyed doing, whether it be music, art. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like a lover of crepes. So I was making crepes every weekend and I thought about opening like a little crepery. Um, and there were just so many things that I enjoyed doing. So it was like, how do I pick one? I ended up picking one, but at the same time, I do think that for myself and other people that have been in the same situation that love so many things and have debated a career in so many things that we don't always believe that it's like one destined path. Of course, when we're in the path, we're like, this is what I was meant to do. And I'm so happy I landed this, you know, it went this way. I'm here and I'm meant to be here for a reason. But do you think we're destined for one like career or one business or one life choice, or we could have had like multiple different routes that could have worked out for us? Oh, that's so interesting to think about. Yeah, I love that you connected with that. I think it is such a special thing to find what you're passionate about so early on. And I mean, I see, yeah, so much beauty in my my friends that still have, you know, some semblance of idea of an idea of what they want to do, but not aren't totally sure. But I think I, I most of my close friends have been like really passionate about something for a while. That also I think is just the the culture of the college that I go to as being kind of a, a heavily art oriented school. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say, I mean, I don't personally spend a ton of time thinking about like, what, what would this look like if this hadn't happened? And in the sense of, well, I don't know, uh, like, are there other paths that could have happened for me had I not done cookies? Because this, uh, there's some quote from, I think it's Cheryl Strayed that my roommate showed me once that was like, I'm going to butcher it, but something about like their, um, (laughs) like the other lives that you could have lived, like they're beautiful, but they're not yours. Um, so I think Ooh. that, yeah, you should look it up. I don't know. Take, take my random snippets of a thought and run with it. <laughs> um, but I do think though, that especially in like, I don't know if you would feel differently being from um, Canada, but in, in American culture where our like jobs and what we do is so important and to like where our sense of identity comes from and where we build community and how we spend our time that it does kind of foster this idea. I mean, even in branding and design as well, like this is what you do and this is how you represent it. And this is what you're known for. But I also think that, yeah, that kind of putting us in that one hole of like only doing one thing isn't fruitful for anyone. Nobody likes to be boxed in. And Yeah, I think that um, I was talking to my parents once about just like, how do you kind of understand like your calling in life? And how do I hold this as someone who does have a very clear sense of calling at this point in time, but not wanting to like be closed fisted about it? And they're like, well, one of the like the biggest things is that calling changes. And it's gonna like right now, for example, a very easy thing is like right now I'm called to be a student, but in two months, I am not called to be a student. <laughs> um, like I can very clearly see that, but I think even in the rest of what my career will hold, I mean, I can have a sense of where I feel like I'm going in the direction that I have and the vision that I have, but who knows, I might open a bakery and I might absolutely hate it. <laughs> and like, I might be like, this is not as suited for me as I thought. And maybe I'll have a total career shift or something. So I think there's a lot of flexibility that I think that the, the driving things is like where, what like lights your heart up about, you know, cause like even with cookies, I'm like, I love doing cookies, but maybe one day I'm going to be burnt out on, you know, mixing colors for the rest of my life and be like, there's really the joy that's here is in like celebration and celebration could look like a million different facets and like take a million different ways uh, of what that, how that comes to fruition. So I don't think, I think that they're like, yeah, our callings in our life 
in that they can change. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, it just can, can shift over time as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I think about where I was like even three years ago, it was so different from where I'm at today. Um, and it's just because of the decisions I've made and listening to what feels good for me. And I don't think about it much, but sometimes I do think like, you know, had I stuck out my singing lessons, like would I have um, pursued it later on in my life? Like you, like when I quit, mm-hmm. I it was to go study in art history. And I thought I was going to be like a curator. And I could have been, but I realized, hey, I hate research. And yeah. that's what I'm glad you kind of said, like, hey, like I could be doing this and I love it right now, but there might be an aspect that I don't like down the line. And maybe mm-hmm. I can delegate that task. Um, if I know that like, I don't like wearing this hat and running a business, like, you know, I hate doing like tedious tasks sometimes where I feel like I'm being very, very repetitive. Maybe like it's admin or something like that. So I'm like, let me delegate this. Cause I just realized like, I don't hate my business. I mean, I have good and bad days. I just hate doing like the tedious tasks that I'm not meant to be doing. Like I was never meant to do admin. I was meant to design. So I just learned that that was like, okay, that wasn't meant for me. I did it. I tried it. Now I'm doing something else and I can just focus on what I want to be doing. So for me, like I said, like, I don't think about like what could have been, but mm-hmm. there were like pivotal moments in my life where someone said, Hey, have you ever considered graphic design? I was like, I remember being, in, I was grade 11. So, um, in, in high school and my teacher's like, have you ever considered graphic design? I'm like, um, no. And I was like offended that he said it. Cause I remember I was trying to like pursue interior design at the time too. And this is what I mean. Like so many roots. And he's like, yeah, you've got more of a graphic design. I am like, thank you um, teacher uh, for doing that. You just broke my heart and my dreams. <laughs> but then fast forward years later, guess where I am. So it was just funny how life works out and pans out that way. And like, there are roots, but I feel like you do end up resonating towards what your passion is. I mean, I always hope that for people. And I guess that's like the whole goal of like this podcast or totally. the community is just, I love seeing people passionate about what they do. And even when I landed on your website, Emily, or like your socials, like it's, there's passion and that that's what makes me happy because it breaks my heart when I talk to someone, I'm like, Oh, do you like what you do? And they're like, no, it's just, you know, to have It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a job. It's, it's just a job. And I'm like, Oh my God, but I feel so bad. Like yeah. <laughs> you should like it to a certain degree. I mean, obviously not every day is going to be perfect, but I hope you, I hope you like it. So it's just finding something out of passion. And I feel like totally. we might have a lot of passions, but picking one and it, you know, we don't feel angry to wake up the next morning. We've won in life to like a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also important to like follow the thread of, like you said, I mean, interior design and, and graphic design, like they have overlap and it would make sense that you're you exactly. know, in that same vein. And I think, especially as a creative and an entrepreneur that, I mean, one thing that a big reason why I went to school was to figure out like, okay, do I just like making cookies or do I like like running this business? And I didn't know. I might like I thought like maybe I'll hate my business classes. That's part of the reason why I have graphic design as a minor. It's because I was like, this maybe will give me a good creative break if my business classes feel too business heavy. And I did an internship at a bakery last year and I like I would sit there, like I would help make them make cookies and I'd sit down with the owner and talk to him about like, okay, what goes into running a bakery? And like, I would like making the cookies, like it was fun. But then I would like leave the internship just like grinning after talking to him about like freaking profit and loss statements or like something stupid businessy that like, you know, granted, maybe the actual, you know, tedious menial work of that isn't fun. But the way that like, 
it just overlapped with so much of my passions and it just it like lit me up because I saw all the all the connections to my craft and to the vision that I have for my business and like the very like micro details of it and like the macro view of it and it was so cool and like exciting and it's crazy that like you know, if I had followed just the thread of cookies, like maybe I would have ended up going to pastry school or something. Or if I had just yeah, like followed the thread of art, then maybe I would have ended up as a graphic designer. But, you know, following this thread of all of that has like ended me in this place where I feel really strongly, like well suited and affirmed of like, I love being an entrepreneur. And I love all of that and what that entails. And like you said, yeah, they're going to be good days and bad days. But overall, it's it's not just like one thing that's driving me, but there's like a number of different facets. And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur as well is that you get to wear all of those different hats. You don't just have to pick one. And that like the whole point of you being an entrepreneur is that like, as you grow, you will delegate. And so knowing the things that you aren't passionate about is super important as well. And there are many things with my business that I think of whether, you know, menial things or, or larger facets of a business that I'm like, yeah, I'm not passionate about that. Like I could learn it if I need to, but I would so much rather like have someone else come into this vision and speak on that for me and make it more than the sum of its parts um, than just trying to force myself into that. So I think it's a great um, joy and, and honor that we have to get to do that as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And then things just feel aligned after a while too, of yeah. like trial and error and, I'm so happy you're able to experience the back end of things and being able to almost like shadow the entrepreneur behind the bakery that you were interning mm-hmm. for. I had a pivotal moment like that. And like those moments uh, allow you to see like, if you want to run a business or if you'd rather be an employee and all that, that fun jazz. But it, like, so like that makes me so happy that you were able to like have that moment. Cause it's one of the best feelings I, I genuinely think mm-hmm. is when you realize that you're in a path of your life and you're working towards something that you just know you're meant to be in. So that was such a, you know, a question I was like, super excited to ask you about and like to wrap things up here's another one for you that I'm super Mm -hmm. um looking forward to hearing from you about but what inspires you to create even when you feel overwhelmed by things like whether it be school or your personal life what do you do when you feel that way oh man that's a good question I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is that um I, so I'm a Christian and one of the things that I was like, I think hearing about it at my church this weekend was, um, how for like Christians, the, like the Sabbath day became Sunday and became the start of the week and not the end of it. And it carries along this idea that like we live out of rest and not for rest, um, or we work out of rest and not for rest. And so I think for me, when I, am yeah feeling overwhelmed that it's um I, I think it's a kind of a mental thing of I'm not going to I'm not working and doing this job so that I can get to a point where I can finally stop and I can rest but like I'm starting out my week and my and not even just like a schedule but even like my identity is come comes out of a place not that I'm working for that but that like it's already set for me and I'm like living out of the rest that has been given um to me in that capacity. So I think, um, I mean, that's, that's more of like a conceptual thing than a like on the ground. Here's what helps when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, no, it's like a mental, it's a mental thing. And yeah, we, we, we should do that. We should talk to ourselves that way. Yeah. And change our shift on the way we view things. So no, I think it's absolutely a great thing that we can do. I consider it a thing. I don't know yeah. when the way you talk to yourself and the way that you 
Uh, even the fact that you're going to like mass, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's another great way to like start the week. Um, and here, like, you know, something new every day. I think there's something learn like that we can learn that we can treat ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we plan for the week ahead, whether it's just our mental or the actual physical of it. Like I know, I think that's great. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for joining me, Emily. I genuinely had so much fun talking about this and I haven't had anybody um, in this realm come on with me yet for this episode. So I'm super happy to have met you, chat about not just like, you know, cookies, but like business, design, school, like it's everything. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. It was so great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We're always brewing out something new for all of you to tune into and love hearing from you. Our team over here on Brewing Up Creativity would love it if you joined our community in any capacity, whether it be checking us out on Instagram at Bring Up Creativity or leaving a review to help us better serve you as listeners. If you're looking to join or sponsor an episode, reach out to us through email, which is linked in our episode's show notes below. Thanks, creatives.